right, good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Welcome to the Timbers Army East Coast Platoon Field Report. I am Kyle Carvello, joined by... Drew Olson. How's it going, Drew? I'm well. How are you, Kyle? Not not too bad, not too bad. The inaugural edition, here we are. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm I excited. Hopefully you don't make fools of ourselves. That's That's the goal. That's what we hope for. So, uh, what, uh, what are we doing here? Well, I believe I'm a Timbers fan. I'm under the impression you're a Timbers fan. That's why we're here. It is, uh, yep, like verifiable. Yep. Alright, so let's kind of introduce ourselves. So how did you become a Timbers fan, Drew? Let's see. My, I became a Timbers fan. I, uh, so I grew up in Ashland, uh, Oregon. And, uh, I played soccer growing up. But I remember when I was in high school, I came up to Portland for an annual tournament that we played in every year. And went to the Timbers game, which I'd never heard of. I think it was their very first season when they came back in 2001, I believe it was. And, uh, went to a game with a bunch of my friends from my team. We spent the first half, uh, kind of at midfield at, you know, then PGE Park. Mm-hmm. Saw all those crazy people in the, in the north end. And so went over there for the second half. And uh, that was my first Timbers game. Obviously, didn't move up to Portland uh, for a few years after that because I was still in high school at the time. But ended up living in Portland, and then uh, you know the rest, as they say, is history. Fair uh, enough. How Fair about enough. you? Um, I have a little bit of a different way. Uh, I got into well, the Timbers came on my radar in 2010 after the World Cup. Graduated, just graduated high school, and uh, I was looking for a team. You know, I got hooked on soccer after you know the USA's run there. And, you know, I was trying to pick a team. I wasn't a huge fan of the Revs. Just didn't care for them. I've, I've grown up in Massachusetts my whole life. So, you know, fast forward six months, you know, my now fiancé was going to school in Portland. And I went out to visit her um, end of August. And she's like, you want to go to a Timbers game? And I'm like, sounds like fun. <laughs> so I went in. They were playing Chivas. They won that game 1-0. And uh I don't know, something about that game. Everything, you know, everyone's standing up, ch- chanting unanimously. Fantastic. Got hooked. I think like five days later I found the East Coast Platoon and the rest is, as you said, history. That's, that's pretty cool. It's, it's, I didn't realize that you were, uh, from, uh, the Northeast, uh, originally. Yeah, we so have. That's, that's cool. So we yep. have both, both coasts covered in true East Coast yep. Platoon style, if you will. Yep. Oh, you're in the DC area, right? I am. I live in DC now. Uh, I went to graduate school here and, uh, live here now and Very cool. all that fun stuff. Yeah. Very cool. And where are you? You're in Boston? No, I'm actually in Western Mass, like out in the sticks. Like there's uh-huh. nothing here. Yeah. So rep what what uh town? Uh Northampton Mass. Northampton. Alright. Yeah. Northampton platoon, if you will, huh? Ex- exactly. We're the mass militia, I believe. Like, oh, nice. of Is that a real thing? Mass militia. I don't think it's a real thing, but it's like a like kind of like a joke on the form. Cool. Yep. So you've been to Timbers Away games. I'm assuming like you're not new to the whole Timbers Away days. I am not. I uh let's see, my first Timbers Away game would have been I moved out to DC um would have been the end of our very first MLS season. Uh and I moved out right bef- right at the end of the season. So if you'll remember, it was actually the Timbers and DC were kind of both trying to get a playoff spot, and mm-hmm. there was a crazy game where both teams needed to win. I think it was the second-to-last game of the season. Both teams needed to win to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Insane goal, I think, or insane game, because both teams were just attacking like crazy. 
Um, I think Kenny Cooper scored or something like that. Uh, but it was just a bizarre game. Yeah, it was, it was a 2-2 two, two draw, draw, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mistaken, um, yeah. So, yeah, that was my first Timbers away game. I never, even when I lived in Portland, I never made it to any Cascadia away or anything like that. Uh, so that was my first away game. So I've done D.C. twice now. Uh, I made it up to the Revs game, not last season, but the season before. Were you at that one? Mm-hmm. The 2012 one? No. No, I was not at the 2012 okay. one. That was a crazy one because oh, I think it was... You know, yeah, I was at that game. That was the Revs and, um, home opener. Yes, I was at that game. That was the one where I think the Revs scored in the first minute. And the yeah, yep, yep. Zero. Yeah, it was a rough Yep, and the whole thing. And Frank Sango kicked a dude in the face. I think it was his yep. debut game. Yeah, the, yep, the Timber, uh, that's when we had uh, Chris Boyd, and we were so full of hope. I remember that. Oh, man, Chris Boyd. Do you see that mm-hmm. uh, on the... Uh, I was watching the Chelsea Man City game yesterday. Is that what mm-hmm. it was? Yeah, they played yesterday. Yeah. There was some promo, and it was for Celtic Rangers, which I think was this morning. And yep, yep. Chris Boyd plays for Rangers, Rangers again. Oh, yeah, nice. he does. Yep. So there was I was watching the City and Chelsea game, and there's Chris Boyd getting these yep. shutters. That was, yep. was scary. The weird thing uh, is, um, Kenny Miller, former Vancouver guy, he's also playing for Rangers too. Wow. Yep. And they're they're back in the top flight, and no, they're still in second. They're in the uh, second division still. So was this a uh, cup game or something? We, yeah, we cup, yeah. Okay, gotcha. That whole Rangers, like, I followed it mildly, and it was the biggest cluster of a situation. Bizarre, man. There was a time there when Rangers was America. Yeah, yeah. You know, Team America. But. Yep. Um. Okay, so, yeah, back to games. I've been to, <laughs> I think, three games in New York now, uh, Red Bulls games, and I went to Philly two years ago. For that one, I think that's all the games I've been to. Uh, how about you? What uh, what Timbers away games have you been to? I um, last year I did the Revs and I did Montreal. Montreal was fun. Oh yeah, how was that? It it's um, you know, like they kind of treat you very interesting being away supporters. Like you came into like a separate entrance of like like at the middle of a park, and then you would be escorted in and out. So I don't know. It was it was interesting. Like also they wouldn't give tickets out to anybody. Until we had our um, our rep show up, which I was in communication with people. Otherwise, we couldn't get tickets. Weird. Canadians, man. Yeah, but it was fun. Uh, interesting stadium. Good atmosphere for us. At least, you know, it poured the whole time. We won 3-2, so it was fine. And then uh did the Revs 1-1 draw. That was uh, that was fun. Good crowd for that one. And then I've, uh, I did the Revs twice. I did them in 2012 as well. And then... I did DC in 2013. That was a good one. That was game, a good one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was a good game. And I think that's about it. Yep. Cool. So there's our bona fides. We're little yep. legit East Coasters, right? Yep. So I guess we should tell people what the what what are we doing here? What uh what do you want to use this podcast as a forum for? Well, I guess we now have over 700 members on the East Coast Platoon, so I think this is going to be a good way for you know, members of the ECP to, you know, any news coming out. Like, you know, I'm pretty sure the scarf, uh, scarf shipping should be just about over at this point, but I think it would be nice for people to have, like, an actual, to hear a source of what's going to be happening. Also, uh, you know, any away day news, you know, preparations, who to talk to, where to get tickets. Nice way for people to uh, just kind of get on the same page. Yeah. And tell stories after those away games, of course. Exactly. Who knows if we're feeling surly, we may even try to 
bring some recording materials on these away games. That would be fun. I would. That would definitely be a good idea. Obviously, pie in the sky. But um, I think having interviews too. You know, definitely getting to hear from some people who like. I mean, I probably won't be able to make it out to like Houston or Kansas City this year, but if we could have you know any of the Heartland Regiment be coming on to this, it'd be kind of cool. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. Uh, this podcast um was kind of your idea i think and it kind of started with the awesome article that jamie wrote in the oregonian um yep i guess it was a couple weeks was a couple weeks ago last week maybe yeah it was like a week and a half and there just we had a huge influx of uh of new folks into the facebook group so we figured uh this might be a good way to capture everybody's attention so oh yeah yeah Yeah. and you know we'll actually probably talk about actual timbers yeah (laughs) as well besides just the (laughs) organizing room Away day stuff too, and uh, and I think you know obviously this is this is your brainchild, but it might be fun if you know I think we'll get you said interviews, but just have you know different folks on. So you or I, you know, schedules conflict. It might not be us. But, oh yeah, uh, that'd be great. We'll uh, we'll try to. I think. And what do you think? Couple couple times a month, maybe once a month. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. I think depending on you know the Timbers news that happens, like bi-weekly or once a month would be good. Cool. Sounds like yep. a plan. Mm-hmm. You want to talk some Timbers? That's let's let's talk Timbers. You know, they're a third <laughs> team, right? Yeah. Well, right. we we were talking about it a little before we started recording, but there was the this uh, this leak of the potential. Uh, I don't know. Was it a wake jersey for the upcoming season with the I, chevrons I, across the middle? I'm under the impression that's the home kit. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. It's probably true. It's it's lighter. Um. I don't know what what are your what are your thoughts there? I'm I'm not quite sold. I'm pulling up a picture of it right now, <laughs> and I just I don't know what to say. Like I want it to be good because there was some. I like hope the concept. Just, like if you yeah. described the concept to me of like the chevrons and uh, I like the idea of it, but I don't know that it was executed all that well. I personally, I feel like even if you just got rid of the uh, the lime green chevrons, had it all white. Think it'll be so much better, but that's not the case. We have to deal yeah. with the lime green chevron. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Maybe, maybe it will be. It'll be proven to be a fake, but we can hope. That's all we yeah. can do is hope. Get on to a T two or jump right into Timbers. Let's let's talk Timbers. All right. So, did you watch the game last night? I did. I did. Right. Man, it was exciting to actually have a MLS game to pay attention to. I was excited. I got home from work at like two o'clock in the afternoon and I put on my Timbers jersey and I'm like, it's game day again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> For a game that, you know, so, 45 minutes of our starters against. Yep. But, you know, they had, I think their starters were on for 30 minutes or so. Yep. yep. That's when uh, all the subs came on. But from what I heard, you know, and what I saw, I was impressed for being, you know, the first competitive or semi-competitive match. Yeah. I thought we looked really good. Uh, it's, it sure seems like, obviously we have the same, pretty much the same team, uh, that we... Or we're slotting Gaston in for Valeri. But well, obviously, the, yeah. Well, here's the thing with for him. I feel like most teams would be completely okay with starting Gaston. He's a, oh, yeah. he's an MLS ready guy, and we're fortunate to have him as a substitute. Absolutely. Like, we're, I think, pretty lucky to have, you know, him, you know, on the bench. Well, now that I think about it, did anybody that played, it was all returners from last season, wasn't it? Oh, no, Corsi, of course, in goal. Yep, yep. Uh, but he is the only only chain from the, you know, yep. the Timbers last season. So, I, you know, I don't know if Kansas City had a lot of guys that 
uh, were new to them, but it sure seemed like the Timbers were more in sync, more on the same page than, mm-hmm. than Kansas City seemed. And obviously, you know, sporting is considered, or used to be considered the best team in the East, now they're in the West, which is just crazy as well. But, uh. Which I, don't, I think it's gonna be interesting. Yeah, I thought it was a really promising performance. Um, what, what were your thoughts on the new guys, like Horsey and Borchers and... I think, um, Crazy or however you pronounce it, I'm personally not sure, but it seems like he's very good with his feet and he's gonna be very quick off his line. I feel like a lot of, a lot yeah, of things, I, definitely I think that. a lot of things are gonna be going through him, especially when any kind of like, when any kind of play needs to reset, it's going to go through him. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, that's a credit to him, you know, he's a Ghanaian international and I completely understand why. I mean, it's the first time we really get to see him outside of that one game in the World Cup. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely seemed, well, he didn't have much to do with his hands. No, I mean, no. I guess there was one. There was one cross that he kind of knocked out of bounds that was a little iffy. Uh, but other than that, he looked fine. But he definitely was, I think, more involved than where you, we were used to Ricketts being in that he was, you know, getting out of his box with the ball yeah. at his feet a little bit. He he kind of seems like a Manuel Neuer, you know, light, 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 obviously, yep. but <laughs> the same type of, you know. Uh, proactive keeper in that sense. Yep. And playing I think that's good. So, yeah. yeah, I do too. I think that'll, it certainly seems to fit better into Porter's system mm. of, of the passing and getting around. Uh, what, what do you think of, of Borchers? He didn't have a lot to do either, really. No, you know, most of the defense did, but I liked him. You know, his first preseason game and it's preseason, so there's only so much you can say. I didn't think, you know, nothing over the top, nothing, you know, under. I think he was right where he needs to be. Yeah, quiet. You yeah, know, he's he's one of those guys that if you don't hear his name, it means he's played well. You know? Exactly. He's not going to be flashy. Yeah. I know. I, you know, he's, well, he's 35, right? 34, 35. Is he that old? Yeah, I he's know, no, he's, he's up there. I think wow. actually he's 34, but wow. I, I feel like he's going to be the stay-at-home central defender, and Ridgewell will probably move up a little bit more than him. But that's fine. You know, that's what we need. Yeah. Well, and I thought Paparato had a great game. He did. He did have a very good game. I think people are assuming that it'll be Borchers and. Uh, uh, Bridgewell, Bridgewell once the season starts, but uh, Pavarotto looked pretty dang solid. I, I, you know, maybe he had the first year, uh, first year funk, if you will, but uh, hopefully he will come back sharper this year, because we we need that. Yeah, Borchers is thirty three, so he's not quite. Is he thirty three? Oh. Yeah. Oh, I'm wrong. Well, Good for us. Fun. He's still old. First <laughs> <laughs> timber. Uh, what uh? How about? Lil Beasler had a decent game, I thought. I think he, I still think he'll be going to T2. I'd be a little surprised if he gets with the first name. I think so. Hmm, interesting. I think he, I think he might end up playing, but we'll, we'll see. Yeah. Well, if anything, what I think would happen, and this is just for, you know, for even financial reasons, sign him to T2, and if he's good enough, you can always loan him to the Timbers. That's right. He hasn't officially signed a contract yet, has no. he? No. Nope. Uh, and I thought, uh, I forget how they're saying it. John Anderson, John Anderson, or something. I think it's Janderson. I've heard. Oh, Janderson. That's that's how they were I've saying. I've heard Janderson. It. Yeah. Even though it's spelled Gene Anderson. Yeah. Uh, I actually thought he looked a little shaky back there. What, what I did too, but I'm not surprised. Yeah. He's you know, a backup. I think he was. Yeah, definitely a backup. backup. Um, I mean, I think he was playing in the Brazilian second division. I'm not sure if he was playing first division there, but. Like that. I, I tried, when we signed him, I Googled him, I couldn't find jack shit on him. <laughs> yeah. You know. 
Hope for the best, I suppose. We'll see. A push on that one so far. Yeah. I guess. Yep. Um. What else? Any any other things stand up? I thought the Wallace and uh, the Afania down the left side it just gave uh, Sporting Kansas City troubles that whole Nightmares. first half. They just had no oh, yeah. answer for. That's a very athletic side. That's going to be just pure athleticism and speed, and decent technical ability. But you know, even with that, I, don't, I wouldn't say they're as technical as they are athletic, but it's going to cause nightmares for people if they can sync up and just have the kind of combinations they did. Yeah, and it looked like they were just on the same page from the start. Like, yeah, know, yeah, they were. They, I mean, they've pretty much been playing together since Wallace came back, what middle last yep. season, and I mean, they just destroyed the left side of Sporting. So that's. I think that is really exciting, and uh, it'll be fun to watch. Yeah, hopefully it's good things to come. I mean, it's it's preseason, preseason game number one, too, so, and I mean, the field conditions were terrible. Ridiculous. I, I'm actually a little surprised they played at all. You know, take what you get. Good result, happy you got the win. Yeah, and, you know, obviously this is the preseason, first preseason game, so we're probably reading way too much into it, but. Oh yeah, yeah, but you know, that's what got, we do. We've got one game to go on. <laughs> exactly. If you know any indication, I think we went undefeated in 2012's preseason, and you know look how that went. And Frank Songo was World Player of the Year in that yep. preseason. Yep. If I remember correctly. Yeah. All right. So, what do you think of the new additions, though? Just not even like in general. Like, what do you think? How how did we do this off season? I I think we did good. I like the. Horacy, I think we're calling him, uh, yep. pickup. I think, obviously, Ricketts was great, but even last year you saw we saw him take a dip. Uh, he's old. I think he is 35 or 36. It, it's not even the fact he's old. I want to say I heard somewhere like 200000 he was making, and that's that's a decent amount of money. I'm not sure if that's the actual number, but I know he is the highest-paid goalkeeper in MLS. And you can, by getting him off your books, that gives you wiggle room at the minimum. Yeah. And and he's a guy on the downward slope. Now we bring in this, this new guy yep. who is former goalkeeper of the year in Norway. He's young, right? He's in his early 20s. He is. He's like yeah. 26, I want to say. Yeah. 26, 27. Um, and, and besides that, it just seems like, like I said before, it seems like he's going to fit into Porter's system a little better than Ricketts did. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, I thought it was really promising. Uh, I like Porter's... In a way, I think that, honestly, if the Timbers play the same way they did the second half of the season last year, they're going to be one of the best teams in the Western Conference. We have as much talent as any other team. We do. Uh, it was just that dumpster fire that started the season last year where we couldn't get a result to save our lives that killed us. After that, the Timbers, I think it was the second half of the season last year, the Timbers had the second best record in MLS after the Galaxy, and we all know how that ended. So... Uh, once we turned it around, it was good. And honestly, I think the Timbers are one of the top teams in the in the West this year. Maybe I've got those rose-colored glasses on. Uh, and, you know, obviously that's me forgetting all of Timbers' history <laughs> when I say that. But uh, but I but I think this is a really strong squad. And you think about Ridgewell coming back. Saying he doesn't get hurt at Wigan. Yeah. At Wigan, who tied, uh, was it Ipswich this weekend? Yep. Who were number four in the... Championship and Wigan's probably going to get relegated down to Division Two or Division yes. One or whatever it's called. Which is odd to think because you know, they were in the Premiership like two years ago. So, 
crazy. Right? Well, and, and Roger Espinosa, speaking of yep. Kansas City, he didn't play last night, but obviously came from Wigan. So. And so did um, Chicago's new guy, Sean Maloney. Yeah, oh, really? Yep. yep. Oh, he's a Wigan guy. Okay. Yep, so that, that whole Wigan situation's on fire. But anyway. Anything else to say about that game? I think we covered it. No, no. I, I, I'm glad we got Borchers in, though. I, I feel like he's going to be a, a rock, so to yeah. speak. Any depth at center back, I think, is good. And, and Gavin has said that he, they see, uh, Will Beasler. I don't, I don't remember what his first name is. I think it's Will Nick. Will Beasler. Nick, right? Oh, yeah. Nick. Nick Beasler. Uh, Nick Beasler as, obviously he played center, defensive center back, or center mid yep. last night, but they've said that they see him as potential, uh, defender as well. Why not? You know, that's an easy slot. Yeah, exactly. That's our that's been our weakness for basically since we've joined MLS. So the fact that we added that, you know, a lot of depth. What we've three defenders, yep. you know, more or less added in the off season. So I think that's a sign that you know Gavin gets a lot of shit. But even if he doesn't put a, <laughs> I mean, politics aside, this off season seems like it's been a success thus far. I guess I guess that'll really be judged on the field. But I mean, the only thing I was a little. Uh... I, I would have liked to have seen another forward. I feel like we could definitely use somebody. Cause I consider Gaston a midfielder. You know, I consider him to be the Valeri position. He's his yeah. backup. And please don't get me wrong. I love the, uh, the, um, the Adi, your Rudy switch because it, it, it just fucks with defenders, so to speak. Yeah. But I would like to have a third goal, uh, third striker. I would like that backup, somebody. You know, I, I would like it if we got Bobby Wood just cause I know he wants to get out of 1860. He was so bad for the national team this week, though. He is. He is so bad. But I, I want somebody just in that third spot as a striker. Yeah. Just for backup reasons. You, if you know, for like U.S. Open Cup games, whatever. But oh, that's probably the only thing I think we kind of blacked on. But again, I don't. We don't need. It's not like we need the talent there. We have the talent there. I'm just talking for backup purposes. Yeah, I think it'd be hard to bring in a guy like Bobby Wood and have him be a backup. But you know, maybe like a Ryan Johnson type guy who. Yeah. Is he still playing in? China or something? I don't even know. All right, so let's look at you want to look at the schedule coming up. Yeah, let's do it. All right, so no DC again for the second year in a row. So for yeah, those no who DC. yeah, for those who don't know, generally the way it works is the Timbers play all the teams in the Western Conference three times per season, uh, and it alternates two at home, one away, and then each year they play each. East Southern Conference team once, and then it alternates each year whether it's a home or away game, and that's been that's been the way the schedule's been working for a couple years now I think, and then this year out of the blue, I think we play in Toronto for the second straight year, and And there's no DC. Oh, we played Montreal last season too. Okay. Yep. Yep. Uh, So both those repeated, and then no DC away game, which obviously sucks for me because. Yeah, no, D- even going to D.C. down there, it's just fun going down there. Yeah, and I it, I was just going to say that I think it's our biggest um, East Coast contingent all in one city. There's probably... Yeah, it's either that or New York. Or but yeah, those are the two biggest. What was the other one, New York? I think New York. New York's definitely up there. Yeah, it might be bigger. might be bigger. Yeah, thankfully there's another New York team. Well, I don't know if it's thankful there's another team, but at least there's another New York away game, so we can count on that every year now. There is, and I'm, I'm excited for that. I am yes. too. I'm excited. I'm definitely, are you going to that one? Yeah, I'm definitely going to that one. You, will you be at that one? Oh yeah, definitely. Cool. Easy for me to go. 
I take a hour drive down to New Haven, Connecticut, take the train into Grand Central, and then subway up to uh, Yankee Stadium. I've actually I've done that before. From uh, New yeah, Haven. yeah, it's a, it's a nice train ride. So that's, that's going to be a good game. Yeah. Uh, so that's on April nineteenth. It's also nine days after my birthday. So I'll expect you to bring my birthday present. Why would And uh, the <laughs> yeah, so we're just, I guess we'll just break down. I I think our correct you know. Tell me how you want to deal with this, but I put together the all the away games that are east of Commerce City, Colorado. Mm-hmm. So basically, the Texas teams east, uh, which I think will probably be the ones we end up focusing on. I guess the thinking there is that it's mostly folks that you know we're we're based out, out east, and we, you know we're Timbers fans. It yeah. seems like you know the obviously the Cascadia games are far more populated by people that are. Living in Portland, and of course, and probably same true of like Galaxy and San Jose. So we're, and even uh, Rapids. So yeah, that's I guess that's the thinking here. So looking at that, so the first real away game for uh, east of Denver is March 21st against Sporting. I don't I don't know of a Kansas or Missouri. Is there is that the Heartland Regiment? Yeah, I believe that I believe that's the heartland. Okay, there, cool. So well, I'm sure they're organizing something. So if there's anybody over there wants to shoot us an email, um, that's actually a good time for me to mention that. You can email us timbersfieldreport at gmail.com, but I just set up this morning. So ambitious. <laughs> well, I, I realized that we were doing this podcast, and I was like, wait, people have no idea how. <laughs> what if this is the worst podcast ever? No one will be able to tell us. I'm sure they'd find a way, but. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's March 21st, and then mm-hmm. about a month later, on April 19th, is the New York game, which I think we can count on to be the best attended away game of the season. Oh yeah, yeah. I'd be surprised if it's not. Yeah, at least for and this I year. Think it, uh, last year, it was about the same time, wasn't it? Last year when we were at uh, Red Bull, and uh, we we had a lot. I think we yep. were, I want to say. 500 tickets or something? It was a, it was a ton, maybe more. It was a full section, I want to say. Yeah, that was that was a that was a good one. They always treat us right. But that that would be a good game. I mean, you know, assuming Yankee Stadium doesn't have obscene rules, like we've seen, we saw a post. I guess it was fake, but supposedly Yankee Stadium's gonna have obscene rules about what you can and cannot do. Total joke. So like no signs, no confetti, no smoke. Yeah, it's terrible. I'm hoping, I'm hoping it's fake. Oh, that's such, that organization is already a joke. <laughs> they haven't even played it a game is. yet. <laughs> no, like, I, I'm looking at their preseason videos. I follow them on Facebook, just, you know. Yeah. I follow a few For entertainment. Just to, yeah, I try to see what's going on. And I'm looking at them like, this looks like a second division team. Like, other than David, uh, David Villa, I don't see his team going anywhere. Yeah. Although, man, he might be the best. I think he's the most unheralded signing of the offseason. You think about Josie and oh, yeah. um, Lampard and, and uh, Gerard, but like Via, people have almost forgotten about that, and that's huge. Well, I think it's because NYC as a whole is overshadowed anything good that they've done. Yeah, it's just a, it's a dumpster. I mean, they signed Mix Discrude, yeah. and you know, good for him, I guess. But I would not be surprised if um, NYCFC did not make the playoffs. We'll see. I think they, they're just gonna. I think they're gonna have the raw talent to do it. And the East stinks, man. I mean, DC. Well, they, they, I will say this. I think Columbus will be good. 
I think New England's going to return and be good. Yeah. Montreal has made good signings. If Toronto doesn't make the playoffs, I don't know what to do with them. <laughs> um, I can see your Orlando being very good. I think DC might have a down year, but I don't, I, I can, it's definitely not as strong as the West, but I think it's competitive more than itself. And I'm not sure if NYCU will be able to deal with that. Yeah. I mean, clearly their organization, organizational structure is all messed up, so that's not a good sign. It is. That said, Jason Christ, man, that dude works wonders, so who knows. Um, okay, let's move, keep right, moving, so moving down the schedule. Uh, so. We got Montreal. Montreal, May 9th. Any, any thoughts there? Do you think Montreal's gonna be any good this year? Um, they made good signings. I think they're going to be competitive, and I could see them, you know, getting to a five or six spot, maybe in the playoffs, but if they don't, I wouldn't be shocked either. Now, I'm, I'm just looking at May here, uh, Montreal, May 9th, Houston, May 16th, then Toronto, May 23rd. Mm. May is gonna suck. <laughs> yeah, that's right, three. Three games all in May, uh, and road games, yeah, yep. that's, that's gonna be a really tough. That's what are going from, that's going from Canada? To Texas, back to Canada. Yeah. That, that's a rough three weeks. Makes you wonder. I mean, I assume they'll probably fly back to Portland after the Montreal game, but I wonder if they'll go straight from Houston to Toronto because it's you know only a six yeah, day you turnaround. Have. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think you'll make it to any of the uh, Canada games this year? I'm not sure this year. Uh, in the process of getting a big boy job, and so depending on how much vacation time I'll be able to afford. Probably, maybe, but also possibly not. Yeah. It's also expensive. Day trips, like, you know, you know NYC, you know, I can do that in a day. And I am a, I saved up in my graduation present to myself with uh, me and my fiance are going out to Portland for the home opener. So, oh, beautiful. Oh, yeah, that's cool, fun. man. Yep. Who are we playing in the home opener? I don't even know. Oh, so our like, cell. Yep. Yeah. Wow, yeah so that should be fun. You know, assuming there's no strike, and if there's a strike, I would be livid, but. Yeah. That would be tough. Yep. But, yeah, that's the plan at the moment is to go out there for the home opener. Cool. Well, that'll be fun. You'll have to yep. talk about that one on here as well. Uh, so, looking, let's see, Houston, May 16th, Toronto, May 23rd. Obviously, really schedule, busy schedule as far as East Coast games in, in May. Yeah. Philadelphia, July 11th. I am definitely going to that one. I'm, I'm, t- I'm going to try. I can probably do that in a day trip, so that's going to be the. Uh, That'd be a long day trip. It's, how long? How long would it take you? Uh, it's a, it's a drive, but I'd probably take the train out of uh, at Springfield, Mass, and take that to Philadelphia. But yeah, I could also probably do that in a weekend. I might be able to weekend trip if I had to. Yeah, that's a Saturday game. So, uh, so Travis last year, yep, he drove from uh, he drove from Pittsburgh to Gillette for the game, and then drove immediately home. Wow. How long is that drive? I want to say at least it's not like 10 hours at the minimum. Yeah, that's insane. I do know there were some uh, D.C. folks. I guess it was the New York game two years ago. It was on a Sunday. And actually, the New York game this season is also on a Sunday. But they uh, went to the game and then took the took the bus back down to D.C. after the game ended and went to work on that Monday. So I can't imagine how terrible <laughs> that was. Like, good for them. Kudos. Yeah. I will say this. The Timberwolves fans I've met are usually the most dedicated fans I've met. And I, I've, have dealt with Seattle fans at my school, and they just, they seem like fair weather kind of people, but any Timberwolves fan is definitely a little more hardcore. Yeah, we're a rare breed, man. Um, okay. So, that's on July 11th. 
end of month in July, Dallas, July 25th. Yep. Uh, we mentioned Houston, May 16. Any uh, any thoughts on the Texas Texas games or teams? Interesting playing Houston multiple times this year. In May probably won't be too bad, but playing Dallas in July is probably going to suck. It's going to be hot. It's going to be muggy. Not the so best time hot. to play there, but you got to do what you got to do. If we can get a result in that game, it'll be a miracle. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the last... We got Columbus. Yeah, Columbus. I've never been to a Columbus, even the city, let alone a, a game. I, I, I want to go to Crew Stadium for a while. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. I, I want to go to Crew Stadium before they... You know they keep threatening that they're gonna have to rebuild it or something like that. So, yeah, that I'm gonna I'm gonna try to make it to that one. We'll we'll see. It's obviously a long ways down the line, but. Yep. Um. Okay. So that's the schedule. Any any other thoughts about that whole thing there? No, no I think you know we should get some Heartland people in here. Some of uh, the Lone Star Brigade as well. Be kind of cool for those games. Absolutely. Other than that, no, I mean, other than that May stretch, I can't see this being too, too bad. No, I did see something, I guess, like the Timbers have one of the hardest schedules. It seems like it. As far as travel, I know. Usually Vancouver has to travel the furthest as far as pure miles. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's it's going to be a tough one. And that, you're right, the middle of May. Uh, it, it, hopefully we have some points in the bank when before that road trip starts because yeah. uh, May is going to be a tough one. But if we can get four points out of that, I would consider that a success, regardless of how we're playing. Absolutely. Because I, I feel like just go, just yeah, I want to travel in three weeks, plus playing soccer and training as much as possible. It's a lot to ask. Yeah. They haven't released the schedules for T2 or the Thorns yet. Uh, any thoughts on? They've done the home openers for. That's right. USL already. Yeah. Yep, and we are oddly enough playing Salt Lake again. Oh, I didn't realize that. For the T2 over. Yep. I thought that was kind of funny. That said, I know that, uh, uh, what's it called now? Not A-League, uh, USL. USL, uh, yep. They're, they've changed, there's so many teams now that they're doing a regional schedule. Yep. So, probably unlikely that there'll be too many T2 games out here, unfortunately. I, I would be a little surprised if there were any. Yeah. USL just does not have that kind of funding for most teams. Like the Sacramento's probably can't do it. You know, and, uh, you know, there's 24 teams now. This, the amount of flying that would need to be done, not financially sound for most teams. So, you know, it is what it is. Playoffs, maybe. Maybe. Do you have a NWSL team near you? Um, we do have the Boston Breakers, and then there is the Western New York Flash. They're both relatively similar distances. I think Flash are a little farther out, but. Yeah, the Boston Breakers are also out here. Have you been to any games? Uh, I've been to a few Boston Breakers games. You know, it's good atmosphere. It's all right. Teams are usually hit. I mean, I want to say they were, they did all right this year. I followed them enough, but they're not a season. They weren't too hot. You know, I mostly pay attention to the Thorns anyway. Of course. Uh, yeah, so we'll, that schedule hasn't been released yet either, aside from the openers, I think, as well, but, uh, Portland and Seattle are the only two West Coast teams in the WSL, so there'll be plenty, plenty of opportunities. That said, I wasn't able to, I mean, they played in D.C. twice last season, I think, uh, and I wasn't made, able to make it to either one because the uh, Washington Spirit, which is the Washington team, plays like 20 miles outside of D.C. Yeah, that's not really D.C. Yeah, it's inaccessible by public transit. It's so annoying. So, oh, I'm sure. Ho- hopefully I'll be able to make one to this year. We'll, we'll see. 
You got anything else? Um, do you support any team? Or what teams do you support outside of MLS? Let's talk that for a few minutes. Let's have a background of what we like. Each- <laughs> uh, USMNT, obviously. Yep. I uh, I am a closeted Chelsea fan. I uh. Won't have that against you. I appreciate that. If it's any if it's any consolation, I became a fan before Roman Abramovich had taken over. I uh, the 2002 World Cup, Damian Duff had a great World Cup for Ireland, and I bought a poster online of him, and he was in a Chelsea jersey. I think he had just signed for Chelsea. Uh, he was either right before Abramovich bought the team, or maybe the first signing that Abramovich had. No one really. Abramovich was at the time, so I had uh, this Chelsea, this player that I liked from the World Cup, and he was wearing a Chelsea jersey, so I became a Chelsea fan. So I've uh, Fair enough. I've been a fan ever since, even though it's you know it's a joke now in a lot of ways. But I love Mourinho, I love me some even some Frank Lampard and uh, Diego Costa this year. So you like some sassy Portuguese guys? Exactly. What you're about? Exactly. How about you? Um. I try to support teams I have family in, and I have a ton of family all over the world. Um, I am a fan of Celtic. We're in Celtic jersey today. My godparents are Scottish, and uh, they were actually my first team I really got into when I was younger. Whenever their family would come over from Scotland, you know they would see me, you know, a little five-year-old me playing soccer. They're like, "You're going to play for Celtic one day," and I'm like, "Why would I pay for play for a basketball team? That makes no sense to me." <laughs> And, you know, the older I got, I figured out you know, it's actually a soccer team in Scotland. I'm like, well, they're my team then. So I grew up with them just through association. Um, my stepmom's family is from the Milan area, so I'm an AC Milan fan. Uh, my dad is Portuguese, so I'm a fan of uh, Benfica. You know, can't go wrong there. Okay. Uh, and then, so now I'm a, I'm a Tottenham fan. And, uh, that's that's about it. Okay, no, I'm a, so I do like Dortmund. Oh, yeah. They're, I'm a Dortmund supporter. Their fans are the best. Amazing. Yep. Uh, regarding Tottenham, uh, we'll ignore DeAndre Yedlin for now. But uh, I was watching some of the U20 Concacaf uh, tournament, and there's this kid Cameron Vickers. Yep. Who yep. was awesome, and I didn't realize that he was a Tottenham. He was with Tottenham. Yep. So that'd be cool. I hope he gets called up to the first team. You hope he stays with Tottenham, but Tottenham, you know, they go through managers like. Like crazy, and you, consistency from year to year can be a little iffy. Yeah. All right, and it's gonna do it for the first episode. Yeah, uh, shoot us an email, like I said, timbersfieldreport at gmail dot com. If you have any ideas for the show, or you want to come on, or <laughs> anything like that, let us know and uh, go Timbers. You can hear it on the radio.